listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. The testimonials appearing in this podcast reflect individual experiences and individual results may vary. Cardinal Health does not claim, nor should the listener assume, that any individual experience recounted in this podcast is representative of what another consumer may experience. The Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast in collaboration with Pharmacy Podcast Network is for independent pharmacists to learn about the state of the industry, innovative services and solutions, and the future of pharmacy. Join me, your host, Jason Calori, for conversations with pharmacists, Cardinal Health leaders, and industry experts sharing best practices, discussing industry trends, and showcasing Cardinal Health products and services. You can subscribe to the Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast. I'm your host, Jason Calori, and today is part two of our Pathways to a Franchise episode. Today's special guest is longtime and proud medicine shop owner and doctor of pharmacy, J.J. Burnaby. He is the original owner of Tri-State Medical Group, along with his wife, since 1996. He currently resides in Weirton, West Virginia, with his lovely wife, Sue. Uh, both are West Virginia University School of Pharmacy graduates. Welcome to the show, J.J. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So, JJ, we're going to just kind of take a little bit of a deep dive on uh, some some franchise questions, uh, introduction to you. So why don't you just first start with that? Give us an introduction to who JJ Burnaby is and also tell us a little bit about the Tri-State Medical Group. Sure. So uh, my wife and I both graduated from pharmacy school uh, in 88, and we did like 99.9% of pharmacists did around that time when they graduated, they went and worked in retail. Wasn't a lot of, uh, wasn't a lot of options other than retail. That's what paid the best. And, uh, that's where that sort of lured all of us. As a matter of fact, there was only one guy in my class that did anything else but retail pharmacy. Now we, we see a lot of differences in that today, but you know, I worked for a chain pharmacy. I had a really good experience with them. And then, and then I worked for an independent pharmacist. I had a, an equally good experience, but they concentrated on different things. You know, a, a chain mass merchandiser, they know how to make money. They know how to manage people. They know how to stay ahead of uh, any type of a technology curve and independent pharmacies, they may be just a little bit behind, a step behind those processes, but they know how to treat people. And if you can put, uh, put that together, uh, that is why half the pharmacies in West Virginia are independent pharmacies, because we have this uh, a service component that is really our mainstay. That's what we do. So uh, shortly after my stents in both uh, uh, retail uh, mass merchandising and, and, and independent, I worked a little bit at a, at a hospital pharmacy while my pharmacy was being built. So I got, the, uh, got a little bit of that exposure. Uh, and then on day one, we had zero prescriptions mm-hmm. and we worked up ourselves from there. We ended up opening medical supply company. We realized... Uh, we realized there was a need for that. Uh, then we opened a second location, a third location, ended up getting a little bit of uh, long-term care. We have a long-term care pharmacy. We have multiple owners. 
Uh, we've never coveted ownership. My wife and I have never coveted ownership like it was the Holy Grail. If you have somebody that's willing to own with you, they will they will work harder than uh, than than non-owners. It's just the way it is. We like to think that uh, people that uh, don't own something work harder, but those are those are uh, diamonds in the rough. That doesn't happen that often. Mm -hmm. My dad told me a long time ago, if you have a good quality team member that's uh, capable of being an owner, they can either uh, work with you or eventually they'll compete against you. So if you have the opportunity to get good people in your, in your crew, you want to do that. And we've done that. Uh, we have uh, multiple locations. We oversee about 80 employees. We have four total owners. Uh, everyone takes ownership in the location that they're at. We have an owner at each location, which, you know, if you have 25 pharmacies, you can't do that. If you have 10, you can't do that. But with four, we're able to do that. And, um, and, and it's worked out well. So hopefully that introduction isn't too long, uh, but that's kind of where we started and where we're at. Well, no, that's that's perfect. So, so I want you to kind of take a little bit more of a, of a deep dive into your pathway to medicine shop because you have the Tri-State Medical Group. How did how did that happen? How did you end up into you know medicine shop international? Well, you know our first affiliation. Uh, as long as I've been an independent pharmacy, I've dealt with Cardinal Health. Okay. okay? And, and of course, over the last 25 years, Cardinal Health has changed in what services they are able to offer, what they do offer. And initially, uh, we almost bucked the system a little bit, right? We didn't want uh, a leader brand product on our shelf. We wanted it to say maybe... Uh, Fallensby Pharmacy product or so, because we didn't want to lose our identity, right? We didn't want to lose our identity. We, we want, and, and if we were part of something national, like maybe we would lose that and that would be bad. So we went from thinking that way to, oh my gosh, is there any way that we can get more credibility, a national presence? You know, mm -hmm. can we get somebody to work on our behalf, you know, for our contracts, say, say for instance? Uh, our buying power. Uh, and yeah, you know what we do, we do want there to be a uh, sort of a national uh, a presence about our, our, our places of business. So all of a sudden leader product was the greatest thing, right? It was something that we uh, embraced and, and something that we were able to, it was able to be profitable for us. So then we took it a little step further with, with medicine shop uh, the big attraction to Medicine Shop, it was a little bit smaller, right? So it was sort of like the cream of the crop, the best of those that were involved. And then collectively, the best pharmacies could maybe barter a little bit better than just a whole bunch of pharmacies. So plus, you know, I, I'm a pharmacist. I'm not a sign guy. I'm not an advertising guy. I'm not a, a, a podcast guy. I mean, all those things Cardinal brings to the table through their franchise. You know, anything as simple as, you know, we all get on our phone and, and, and do things with our apps now. I mean, if it wasn't for my affiliation with uh, Cardinal and Medicine Shop, I, I'm not sure if I'd have a, a phone app. And, yeah, I mean, we when we spoke to Con uh, to Con Lane about it, you know, he was really emphasizing not only the buying power, 
but the marketing tools that are provided to the franchise owners. Because, you know, a lot of times when you talk to a pharmacist, you know, their time is as precious as it is. They don't, a lot of folks don't have the time to do all the marketing. Is Was that kind of a big part that led you to decide to join MSI? Yeah, oh, it, it absolutely was. And, and, and I got to be honest with you, um, the price was actually a big, uh, it, it, it was a big attraction to us mm -hmm. because I'm old enough to remember that medicine shop was not cheap and everything that they brought to the table, no matter how valuable, uh, no matter how valuable it was, it was expensive. Well, when Cardinal kind of refurbished this franchise process, it made it very affordable for us, almost to the point where, we couldn't turn it down. It was almost foolishness not to be a part of it. So to answer your question, the technology that that was brought to the table through the franchise and really the national credibility were things that we were looking for and we really had nowhere else to turn. So we were glad that we ran into it. How did uh, how much did the co-branding option feed into your decision? The fact that you could say medicine shop, but also keep the tri-state name as well. Well, if you'd asked me 25 years ago, I would have said that would have been a terrible idea. <laughs> but, you know, so, now, so, so what changed? Well, I, I just think that uh, credibility, there's credibility in numbers, mm -hmm. right? And when I say that I'm a medicine shop, um, that just makes me seem like I'm bigger than I am. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I, I am, you know, it's like saying, you know, are you a burger joint or are you a McDonald's? It's kind of like the same thing. It just sort of proceed. It, 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 there's credibility on the front end. And we were looking for that. Uh, now, now, don't get me wrong. Uh, you have to do a lot of things to live up to that hype, to live up to that credibility. So, if you approach the co-branding as an unnecessary cost, you're, you're, you're probably your, your, your business acumen might not be placed very well. Because when we think of uh, you know, co-branding, we think of here is a way that we can update all of our stores in such a way that we do it all the same. They now look, there's, there's, they're the same look at all the stores. We're affiliated with the national brand. And these guys are going to kind of give us a way to do it affordably. So here's the signs you use. Here's, you know, we have to approve your logo because we want them all to look the same, right? So once you kind of get your head around that, that we kind of embrace that help. And it really helped us along to get to our co-branding appearance faster than we could have ever done it on our own. We just really didn't have the skill set to do that. So I, I guess as, you know, as you've gone through and, you, and you've been a member for so long now, um, you know, I asked Con Lane about this and I asked him, you know, if, if you were talking to a pharmacist that was maybe looking to franchise and has had some trepidation in making that decision, what would you say to that person? Why, what would you say to them, to a, a fellow pharmacist considering joining the MSI franchise? Um, aside from what you already mentioned, is there any other benefits or any other, uh, any other, any other advice that you can give them? Well, I can tell you there's nothing that feels worse 
when you're managing owning a pharmacy and you feel like you're on an island, when you don't really have others that you can work with and network with. Well, you know, the, the, the uh, medicine shop franchise allows you to do that. So I could tell you probably uh, what, what ranks high on the list for owners that, uh, that, that are kind of hesitant to own their own shop to sort of take that leap off of the building. Uh, they're a little scared that they're not going to have a roadmap on what to do or they're not going to know what to do. And before you know it, they're going to be out of business because they just don't have the they, they don't have the tools to get to a better place. They know how to treat people. They they they, they like the idea of, of, of being in the employment business. They like the idea of getting to the next level. But all those unknowns, uh, the, the medicine shop franchise really gave us comfort in that. And I think that a new owner, a young owner, you know, they can work these computers better than I ever could. But if you have somebody that you can network like medicine shop, you're going to you're going to have a better shot to be successful. So I, I, I would when I think of an owner, a potential owner, I really don't think of somebody my age. I think of somebody in their 20s and in their 30s mm -hmm. and they need a partner like medicine shop. Are you seeing a lot of uh, interest from younger owners coming into medicine shop? You know, I, I am, and, and and I think some of it is for good, re understandable reasons. Some of them I don't know if it's a good reason, but here's the thing. If you're a pharmacist mm -hmm. and you're not scared to work, you're working a ton. Yeah. It's just the nature of the beast now. If you answer your phone, you're going to work, okay? If, that's the, if, if you're in that subset of people that want to work, not scared to work, and you're working all these hours, the next line of thinking is, could I do this for myself? You know, like if you want to say, I want to own my own pharmacy so that I can choose my own days off, well, that's not going to work, mm -hmm. okay? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> now, there might, there might be like one out of a million guys who can make it work that way. Yeah. I don't know any of them, okay? I, the, 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 the most successful pharmacy owners that I know work really hard. Uh, the best pharmacists that I know work really hard. So if they can sort of change up their, their, their thinking a little bit and say, you know, not only do I want to be a hardworking pharmacist, I want to be a hardworking owner. The payoffs are, uh, they're not measurable. So you talked a little bit about some of the benefits of being a, you know, being part of the franchise, um, you know, as far as buying power, marketing capabilities, what other types of benefits, you know, of being part of the franchise, what, what kind of those benefits, you know, are provided to you as a, as an owner besides marketing and maybe some of the buying power, what are, what are some of the little things that you may not see, you know, on paper that, that can really translate to being a successful franchise owner? Well, I, I can tell you that, uh, medicine shops ability on our behalf to negotiate contracts is a really big deal. Yeah. Um, and I did, you know, like a lot of pharmacy owners my age, we did open pharmacies the old way and we opened them the new way. And when you step in there as a medicine shop franchise store, so much of that contracting work is done for you. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, I, I mean, that is 
a market difference than what it was when you had to do it all of you. As a matter of fact, that 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 could actually be the difference of being successful and not successful. Yeah. Um, so I would say a hidden benefit of the the medicine shop is their negotiating power that you really don't see. Uh, I, I do think this networking, you know, there are there are a lot of very skilled individuals within medicine shop that that my uh, a cardinal represent cardinal representative sort of networks me with on a weekly basis. So uh, and, and there's um, there's a medicine shop hub where I can get on there and have conversations with like pharmacy owners. Now, if it's sounding like you know, you have to put a little bit of effort into this to get a little bit of reward. Well, you do. But that's what a lot of these pharmacy guys are doing now. But they're not seeing the we're not they're not seeing that reward that they would like. So this is a set of tools on the medicine shop side that's set in front of you. If you continue to work hard and you continue to work with other like owners like yourself, you'll be able to see some of those hidden benefits of of the franchise as well. Tell us a little bit about some of those marketing tools that you alluded to earlier. What what were what have been some of the the more successful ones that you've been able to use? Well, uh, I, I think right what we really took a go at over the last couple of years is the uh, the ability for us to have access to the entire warehouse for over the counter purchases, and we do that through their buying program where. Uh, it's, you know, they have an app, they can log in, they can shop just like you would shop, say a, one of the mass merchandisers, and then all that stuff can come to the store the next day. Mm -hmm. So it, the hardest thing is to give, is to sort of let patients know, Hey, when you go onto our site, instead of the 2000 or 3000 items that are in my store, you get to look at about 25,000 items. And not only that, you can order those things, you can get good deals on them, and we'll bring them to your house. And we'll bring them to your house. You know, Jimmy's going to bring them. You know, you know him. He's yeah. the same guy who brings you your medicine. And, you know, people take a lot of comfort in that. So people don't want to pay more. Okay. Well, they, they've solved that problem. They've made it very competitive. People want to deal with somebody they trust. So that particular tool has been really good for us. It's been really good for our image. Uh, it, it makes us seem like we're really bigger than we really are. And that, that, that counts for a lot when you're looking to get new customers. So that actually, that actually transitions really well to my next question. And it's, it's something I like to ask each and every pharmacist while doing the podcast. Give me, give me a story. Give me something, because I feel like, you know, as we talk to different pharmacists and the, and the types of uh, care you guys provide, there's a lot of just feel good stories. Like we, we hear about the business side of things. We hear about some of the challenges, some of the triumphs, but I feel like there's, there's always room to just hear a, a really good story about a family or a patient that you've been able to take care of recently. So is there, is there a story that sticks out in your mind recently that uh, really kind of, really kind of pulled on your heartstrings a little bit? Well, sure. I, and I've, I've told this story a couple of times over the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, during the pandemic, you know, independent pharmacies and specifically uh, uh, 
you know, cardinal pharmacies had the ability to get the vaccine early. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were the, we were the pharmacies. If you were affiliated with Cardinal in my home state, you were one of the first ones to get the vaccine. And that was a big deal. So we were registered to, um, we were registered to do a bunch of nursing homes. And as we did them, you know, this, this vaccination process was also meeting all these people were getting sick. So we had these leftover doses that were very timely. You had to use them. Mm-hmm. And we were able to create a network of older people that were in line to get the vaccine. We brought them into the store on a Saturday. And I can tell you without a doubt, you know, I remember uh, we gave 54 vaccines and it was the most rewarding day of my life. Yeah. And I, I mean, people were so happy and the, the trust that they had with you. I mean, you don't get to see that in a lot of professions, right? You know, you hear about people getting overworked and underappreciated. I mean, there was enough appreciation that day to last a, a, uh, a lifetime. And, and so, you know, really our position as an independent pharmacy that was trusted uh, we had credibility behind us. I mean, all those things played into us being able to provide that kind of service. Now, I know that's a big story, uh, but I'm, I can tell you through the pandemic, I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised if most independents don't have, most pharmacists don't have some type of story like that. Yeah, we've we've heard a good amount of those stories from pharmacists, especially during the pandemic. It kind of opened up a new trust level. Um, from patients to pharmacists, you felt like you felt like you got a lot of that too, huh? Oh yeah, I, I remember one gentleman who, um, you know, he if you had to like rank who was a candidate to get the vaccine first, this guy would show up first at the, at any list, right? Mm-hmm. Well, his wife, the whole time he was getting the vaccine, couldn't even compose herself. She was so happy for him. So. <laughs> You know, those are the those are the kind of experiences that kind of make you kind of proud of what you do and proud to have, uh, you know, the team members that you have. And and it kind of makes it easier to go to work the next day. That's that's amazing. Um, Yeah, we we'd love to hear those stories and love to see, you know, how the independent pharmacists are, you know, taking care of patients out there. Um, So last question, JJ, Uh, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you have any any other further advice for someone who's just starting out or thinking about joining MSI or any maybe little pitfalls that you ran into along the way? Well, uh, I can tell you that, uh, you know, I had a great mentor, my father, who kind of really, uh, he really sort of spelled out a lot of, of uh, uh, management things to me in, in, his, in his own sort of way. You know, he always said that, you know, the guy next to you, if you're in charge of him, he's never really going to work harder than you. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you're in, if you're in the pharmacy profession, you're a pharmacist, and you feel that you have the ability to lead, to be in charge of people, and not only work on what's in front of you, but be responsible for those to your left and those to your right, 
and you want to get to to the next level spiritually, professionally, and financially, ownership of a pharmacy should be your next step. Now, if you're thinking, you know, I just don't want to work that hard. Well, then it's not for you. Uh, so that would be my that would be my <laughs> advice. <laughs> but it, you know, if if it was easy, everybody would own a pharmacy, right? If yeah. if doing this podcast was easy, everybody would do what you do. You have to have a little bit of passion for what you do to be good at it. You have to. You have to foster that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever spoken to an independent pharmacist or a pharmacy owner or you know a combo of both of those that that doesn't just you know work as hard as they possibly can to care for their patients. So I really, I really appreciate that, um, that, that outlook. So thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so I, I, you know, to kind of wrap up here, I do want to say thanks to JJ for joining us on the show and providing a wealth of knowledge and experience. Uh, we really appreciate you helping out all the listeners, independent pharmacists who may be looking to become a franchise owner uh, with MSI. So to all you listening, thanks for subscribing to the Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast. We really hope you enjoy the show. Please make sure you tell all your fellow independents about the podcast, subscribe, download the podcast, and we will see you. uh, We'll see you right back here on the next episode. Take care, everybody. See you next time.